The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our Old Testament reading for this past Sunday, the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany. The Epiphany, the wise men worshiping the infant Jesus. But our reading from Job chapter 7, verses 1 to 7, where Job says, Does not man have hard service on earth, and are not his days like those of a hired man, like a slave longing for the evening shadows, or a hired man waiting eagerly for his wages? So I have been allotted months of futility, and nights of misery have been assigned to me. When I lie down, I think, how long before I get up? The night drags on and I toss till dawn. My body is clothed with worms and scabs. My skin is broken and festering. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and they come to an end without hope. Remember, O oh God, that my life is but a breath. My eyes will never see happiness again. My dear friends in life, from an earthly perspective, beginning of Job's life, he had it all. He had possessions, great possessions, wealth, a large family, health, success. He had all of those things. And then what happened, of course, is that God allowed Satan to take all of those things away from him, except for his life, except for his life. And it wasn't because of a terrible sin that God had this or allowed this to happen to Job. It was rather to help and teach Job and us, to help and teach us that life is tough, but we have Jesus, and that's the important thing. Life is tough, but we have Jesus. And he gives us such help and strength in these troubled times, in our troubled times. Sadly, what Job's friends did try to do is they tried to convince him that, that God was after him, that God was sending these tough times into his life because of some terrible sin that he had committed. Job protested their accusations, their unloving, harsh judgment, and we'd have to protest this as well. When, when we see someone else, a fellow Christian in particular, who would be going through tough times in this life, it's not for us to look at them and say, I wonder what kind of a terrible sin he committed that God is allowing that to happen in his life. Rather, what we'll want to do is in Christian charity, we'll assume that that suffering believer is a beloved child of God and that his, his suffering is really the result of the curse given in Eden. You know, the curse given in Eden that Adam, his work would be hard, there would be thorns and weeds and thistles and death would ultimately come. That's the result of sin in our world. And now see, our God... Our creator, he has a good purpose in letting those thorns and thistles and weeds to crop up into our lives. They all remind us of, our, of that first sin back in the Garden of Eden. And uh, that first sin, it just reminds us of 
the sin that's regularly in our lives, the rebellion against God that's in our lives. And what suffering can do is remind us of our need for help. It can also guard us against becoming too attached to this life and to remember that the perfect happy ending is really the perfect happy ending in heaven. That's where we enjoy all of God's blessings. See, in, in God's hand, death can put an end to our living in this sin-ravaged world and take us to that new and better place, the other side of the cemetery. Well, Job said, when I lie down, I think, how long before I get up? My body is clothed with worms and scabs. My skin is broken and festering. By day, what Job was doing is he was longing for the nighttime so he'd get some relief. And at nighttime, he hoped that dawn would somehow or other end up bringing him some relief because he was struggling so much at night. But there was no relief for him apart from God. And that's the key phrase there, apart from God. Job could plainly see how weak and helpless he was on his own apart from God. It was a blessing for him and for us to see how weak we are on our own. It really is a blessing to see that. In the song, well, we often say it's a children's song, Jesus loves me, this I know. In that song we sing, they are weak, but he is strong. And really, that's not a song that's just for children. It's true of us. It's for all of us. We are weak, but our God is strong. We are weak, but our God is strong. When we trust in ourselves, we're in trouble. And our troubles can only get worse if we trust in ourselves. We'd be like the Apostle Peter who trusted in himself who trusted himself thinking that he'd never deny Jesus. And, well, he trusted in himself. And look what ended up happening. He ended up denying the Savior three times. However, when we trust in our almighty God for his help and his strength, then we're safe and secure. The Apostle Paul said, That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. When Paul knew he was weak, then he really was strong because by the grace of God, he believed, as the psalmist said, that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Likewise, we are weak, but our God is strong. And it's a blessing to know that. Then we know not to trust in ourselves. I know not to trust in myself, but we know that we can trust in our gracious, loving, and almighty God. Almighty God, who is totally capable of saving us, he is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble and therefore we will not fear. Amen. Let's pray. 
Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we go through much tribulation in this life to enter the kingdom of God, help us always to remember the joy we have now in Jesus and the joy we'll have forever in heaven because in Jesus we do have our perfect refuge and strength and true lasting happiness. We pray in Jesus' name. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.